Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. All right, welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. And we are now almost through with week 13. We just got one more game tonight with Jets, Colts going on here just about to start. It's, it's a big one for you, isn't it? it? it I mean... It is. Big-ish. <laughs> I'm a little worried because, I mean, Dante Moncrief needs to score like 26 points. Otherwise, I mean, I mean he needs 26 or less. 20 or 25.8, actually. It should be a sure thing, but, you know, fantasy football. It could could backfire. But if I if he keeps under 26 points, we have made the playoffs in all three leagues. Yeah. I was, I'll be completely honest <laughs> with you. I was rooting against you very, very hard this weekend. <laughs> I did not want the, uh, the chance of us meeting in the finals. I mean, but it looks like that's what's going to happen, it, unless uh, Luck and Moncrief decide to make other plans. Yeah, hopefully they don't start off this game with a big shot and get me a little worried. But I'm hoping, just to make <laughs> you sweat it out in the first half, get a long touchdown. But man, we'll be playing one round one matchup next week. Yep, that, that'll be, uh, oh, and yep, In the, and then, and then uh, possibly, if I can take out the number <laughs> one team in our Dynasty League, we could possibly meet up in the finals there as well. Yep. So who knows? You uh, <laughs> you'll be able to hear our 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 fights here. <laughs> yeah, let's. Well, well, hopefully, hopefully it all goes well and I win all all of our matchups just like it should be. But I mean, still, that's pretty impressive. We're in the final or in the playoffs in all three leagues. Both that's yeah. doesn't well, happen very much. I would hope we are giving advice. So, so there you it's go. Not, it's that, not complete that's our, nonsense. That's it our little spiel to why you should listen to us. Maybe yeah. maybe our advice could be decent. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's not. I mean, everyone, it's fantasy yeah. football. So everyone pulled for me, Moncrief, and then that way, <laughs> five out of six isn't bad, and I don't have to worry about but playing Craig. Speaking of great advice, I'm gonna talk about Callan Kaepernick. Oh man! All right, so we're, we're not right always. <laughs> we're we're not the only ones. I know he was. And this was this was a pretty popular pick this week. I and like how we did say, and not quarterback, but I like how we did say this was a very bizarre week for yep. matchups and everything. Yep. Um, wide receiver was a little all over the board, and that kind of turned out to be what we thought. What we didn't think is that it was going to be because of the poor QB play, which I have not seen such a random display of points for the quarterbacks in a very, very long time. Joe Flacco was the number one quarterback this week. Name the top four guys. It was, well, Flacco was the first. Um, Who was that? Number two. I don't remember who was number two right now. Who was number two? Flacco and then Dalton was four. Stafford yeah, was three. It, it, went, it went Flacco, Palmer, too. Palmer. Palmer. I mean, Palmer. Last year we wouldn't have thought anything of that, no. but this year, yes, he hasn't been that great. So it was Flacco, Palmer, Stafford, Dalton, and then Brock Osweiler was the seventh. Yeah, Osweiler in the top ten. What is this world coming to? I mean, then you had Kaepernick, who'd been just great for weeks and weeks. Gets two point two. Drew Brees. Seven points. That's the one that's most bizarre to me. Is Drew Brees getting single digits? I mean, he's as. I mean, we both put him number one too. Because yeah. Detroit, and we'll get to Detroit as well. Because man, they're really their yep. defense is really coming to play now. Um, but man, they're just playing solid football. And Drew Brees, I, I don't even know what to say about it. They, I, I can't tell if that was just an off week because of that big emotional win, or if the Detroit Lions really stepped up because they did look really good. It didn't look yep. like in the first half. Uh, you know, he didn't really have that many. Did he, I'm not sure if he threw a pick in the first half. I'm not trying to remember when he threw Not sure one. if he threw it. I know it was at least two in the second half. Yeah, I think he ended up with three, and I think they were all in the second half. Yep. If, um, 
But <laughs> so Drew Brees sucks. Kaepernick sucks. <laughs> um, even I mean Tom Brady was okay, but that was nothing special. Yeah, it it just was a it was a strange week all around for scoring wise. There wasn't really that many big wide receiver games, especially from the top guys. It just it was odd. Hopefully, it worked out for you to get to the playoffs, but. Yeah. Man, it was just a little strange. But some other players who actually did well. Thomas Rawls. I was really, really impressed big, watching big him play. Running, big running back. With, yeah, uh, and he had and he actually left the game for a bit with you know, to be in concussion pro- protocol, but he was fine, came back. 15 carries, 106 yards, two touchdowns. And he just looked he looked good running the ball. And, he I mean, that's what he did last year. He's been hurt all year, so maybe that's. Yeah, I mean, obviously they didn't give up on the guy. They're very high on him. They like him, and for good reason. I mean, yep. the guy runs incredibly hard. I mean, I, I would I would assume that he's going to be in the, you know, top 15 discussion. Oh yeah, easily. He yeah. probably he, probably let's be honest in the next 3 weeks top 10 yeah. almost. I mean, he's one of the healthiest he has the most least work on him out of. He does. You know. I was going to say that's actually why I'm I'm kind of leaning towards uh, Jeremy Hill as well. Um, coming into the playoffs, he might be um, a, a kind of a sleeper, if you will, if he can be, because he's kind of a name. But at the same time, he's the only one really running the ball, and he gets goal line carries. He had only ten points, but he got a incredible amount of attempts, <laughs> and I don't think they they can shy away from it. So even though he's not getting the yards, um, and he has a very very bad matchup next week, so uh, guys like that who haven't had the wear and tear like all these other guys. Yep. You, you kind of have to take an extra look at them this time. Well, yeah, time I mean, might as well just talk about some other running backs because this. I mean, we're talking about how weird this week was. Some of the top running backs this week were Latavius Murray, Jordan Howard, and Devontae Freeman, which they're always decent, but they were by far some of the best ones this week. Yeah, and it's all because of touchdowns. It's pretty much those guys are getting all the they're getting all the work. Latavius Murray, twenty carries, eighty-two yards, two touchdowns. Jordan Howard, we knew he was going to probably have a good game against San Francisco, but he did it off of thirty-two carries. It took. To get 117 yards, but he got three touchdowns, nine receptions, 91 yards. Jeremy Langford is not getting any action there at all. No, he's, it he's is completely guy. Jordan Howard's team. So he doesn't he doesn't even have to have great yards per carry. He doesn't have to look great. He's going to get all the carries. He's going to get points. When you get somebody who's going to get 30 carries a game, they're going to get minimum 10 points for you, if not a lot more, which Jordan Howard did. And Devontae Freeman, 15 carries. He had 56 yards, two touchdowns, four catches, 49 yards. And that's even with Tevin Coleman back. It's still Freeman getting. That was, that was going to be my question to you is, I mean, you look at the numbers Devontae has been able to put up. Yep. Um, I mean, man, you can go all the way back. I mean, really the entire year. He's had two poor weeks. That's it. Yep. Um, I mean, do you think that his numbers are going to change at all with Tevin Coleman back in and assuming that they're probably going to want to implement him a little no, bit. No, I think I think he's going to stay pretty much where he's at right now. I think that's what his he's going to be. Um, I think they realize Tevin Coleman's injury risk. He's got hurt last year. He's been hurt this year. They have to limit what he does, and so Freeman can play more. It's going to be probably like a, I mean, 60-40 split minimum. I mean, that's going to be the be- best chance for Coleman. Probably more like 75% of the work yeah, for Freeman. the I way Devontae has been playing. Well, yeah, why, do, why go away from him? No. And you, I did notice, I mean, early on in the year especially, Tevin Coleman is an incredible athlete, but a lot of um, his bigger plays were coming off receptions. So yeah. I'm wondering if he's going to turn into more of that role for the rest of the, you know, for the year, which is not that not yeah, that I long. Can save him that. up, no, I mean. Yep. Because they, they are a playoff caliber team, so or a playoff in the hunt, I should say. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, I'm just going to jump around here. 
Packers receivers. I never know what to do with these guys. I feel in a lot of ways, besides for Jordy, right? But I feel like Jordy part, is almost bulletproof. For the most part, he did have a game. I can't. There was the game where what? There were I don't even know. There's four over forty completions for Rodgers where Jordy did nothing. That was yeah. like Adams' first breakout game, I believe. Adam, it was for his first really big breakout game. Which already did nothing. Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, it looks like it was Chicago. Yeah. He had one catch for yes. nine yards. Yep, and, and that's where Adams just broke out. Now this past week, Jordy eight catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown. And then Devonte Adams, who finally has been moving up everyone's boards, finally moving up the ranks, thinking maybe this guy could be. He's easily the number two receiver, if not close to a another number one receiver, and one catch, 17 yards. I think it had more to do with the weather. It was snowing there in Green Bay. You um, do have that possibility, the, the boom or bust, especially when you have multiple guys that you're yep. depending on the quarterback to play very, very well. Oh, yeah. And it's the same thing with Drew Brees. You can't always get everyone the ball, and that's why that's why you we hate, we all have these hate-love yep. relationships with you know Brandon Cooks and, yep. and guys that aren't guaranteed. I think Jordy Nelson is safe. Um, he's a safe play every I, I, single yeah, week. He is, but for at sure. the same time, Devonta Adams is going to be that guy that might win you the week. Mm-hmm. And he also might cost you. And I, I do those have Devontae Adams. I will oh, be playing man. him. That's just those are is too much. It is, but that's where I I go conservative. That's where I go conservative, I think, typically. Oh man. It's, I, I, it's hard not to play him, I understand. It's just I'm happy I'm not in a situation where I need to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always go for I like the established guys. Like that's why I like like a Larry Fitzgerald type. Who hey, he might only get you sixty yards, but he's at the minimum he's gonna get you. Yeah. I like that guy. That's typically my way, but it's... I do like those guys, but Devontae Adams, a guy yeah. like this, and there's not too many like him that have such a high ceiling and low floor. Yep. But it's it's not even every other week. It's it's mostly like, you know, 20% of the time he's going to get you something you're upset with. Yep. And uh, we just uh, we just watched. <laughs> I, I thought that was Moncrief. Oh, no, Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen just scored touchdown. That would have been beautiful. I was a little nervous when I saw that going to the end zone. I had to make sure it wasn't Moncrief. <laughs> But um, 20% of the games is going to get you something you're not too happy with, but um, probably half the time it's going to be something yep. that you like. And then that 25% of the time, he's putting up large numbers. Yes, he he's been, he's you know, been really 14, good. 14, 25, 15, 23. I mean, those are very, very good numbers. I, I just I don't see any way. And the problem with him is he's going against Seattle yep. um, next week. That, but then yeah. he has Chicago. But Seattle now, Earl Thomas, he's out for the year. He, Ooh, that's so big. That, he's basically the leader of that defense, one of the leaders. I mean, they have yeah. a couple of really great players, but he's one of the three leaders of that defense, really, with Sherman and Chancellor. And yeah. That's a little worrisome. I just don't see any – I don't know how you can not play Devontae Adams if you're, if you're going three – Obviously, if you yeah. have a three wide receiver set, it's tough not to. I understand that, but I, I get where you're coming from. Especially playoffs is a very yeah. dangerous time to risk your points, and all of a sudden, even a you know a lackluster team can go off with one player. Well, and the Packers just talking about them again. James Starks is, he came back a few weeks ago, and everyone thought it's James Starks' team. You know, or running back now, he only had seven snaps. Seven snaps. Ty Montgomery. 29 snaps. It looks like we have Ty Montgomery again in the backfield. I, he didn't do too much with it yet, but I think going forward, it's Ty Montgomery again. Yeah, I mean, especially now that we're in the playoffs, it's a whole situation I'm going to avoid. Like, I yeah. don't have to guess anymore. Yep. This is not the time of the year to play with that. Um, so I'm just I'm going to push that out to the side. If you were in like dire need, dire straits, you, I'm trying to think of an injury that occurred that you need a fill in, and there's no one left. Yeah, you know, I go talk about James Starks to me is just not a play anymore. No, I don't think I don't think he's I think, it's, I think it's come to the point where the Packers know what James Starks is. I mean, how many years has he been there now? And he's this yeah. this is what he is. Well, and they picked up Christian Michael and 
he's they made, keep talking him up. Yeah. I don't think we have enough time in order to find yeah. out. But he he might be the guy that they end up running with. He's more talented, I'm sure, oh. than James Starks. James Starks is yeah. just what is he? Yeah, he's you know he's an average at best kind yeah. of running back, sure-handed. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, and some other players, Ladarius Green. I was very impressed with Ladarius Green. We talked him up for a while there before he came back from the injury of some guy as a guy to get and throw on your bench and wait and see what happens. And it finally happened: six catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown. And I think you probably have you have him on one of your teams. Don't no, you? I have him on two of my teams. Yeah, see, that's the get, yeah. get a player like that. You stash him on stash him on your bench and wait for it to happen. And he's talented enough. We figured it would with that good of an yeah. offense, and finally it did. Yeah, and I mean it really did. Ha- I was kind of lucky as well because Zach Miller was playing so well. But when he went down, I knew that I had to pick yep. up another guy that was going to be playoff ready. And um, you know, I already had. Um, Jimmy Graham, which you yeah. know, is one so of yeah, the so you're still not going to play him, but at least you have him. I have the option. Though. You do, but I mean, at we'll, least we'll you've at least you've kept him from somebody else in a league where oh, very you true. Know, there's tight ends are so hard to come by. Well, I guarantee <laughs> the person I'm playing in week one it could definitely use it. Yeah, that's and, the and especially when Gronk going down. Yep. So some people are going to be scrounging. Oh yeah, and I know that people that you know spend all that money on Gronk. They probably had a rough, you know, go at it anyway. But again, if you traded for the guy or something, you can still go out and get Ladarius Green or someone like that. Speaking of, where the heck did Pitta come from? <laughs> where he just decided to go off for this Two week. Two touchdowns. He was the top scoring tight end this week. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess that's why Flacco was so high as well. Yeah, Flacco just, threw four touchdowns. Is just. What I mean, where'd that come from? I, I mean, don't know where any of this came from. Fla- I'm, I'm Flacco really is just. Man, Flacco's one of those guys that. Who you never know with him, but this, this is a this is a week that just shows you why it's so important to kind of labor over every single position, <laughs> yeah. just so you you have to even out your points because you can't expect one guy to always get you, you know, a king's ransom, especially at quarterback or you know if you have a, a big time wide receiver. And you know yeah. you go through this too, oh, someone yeah. like Beckham. I mean, I which Beckham, can be up and down. Beckham and Evans both. Been, they've both like, been doing very very well of late, but and they both had, had decent games. It's nothing great, so. But yeah, it's. I mean, look at I'm looking right here. I pulled up the top scoring leaders wide receiver wise this week. It's just here. Here are the top scores. Golden Tate, number one scoring wide receiver this week. Who would have? Who saw that coming? Twenty point five points. Number two, Tyler Lockett, nineteen point eight. Tyler Lockett is even more of a, a surprise. Eight. Number two. Well, not up. to me. If you remember, what two weeks ago on this very podcast, <laughs> I brought up Tyler Lockett, saying, "Watch out for this guy," because Seattle's deep or Seattle's offense was really starting to come. You know, starting to be really, you know, explosive. Last week was a little was a bump in the road. I was going to say, but what did Lockett, what did yeah, had okay. Lockett done in the past? He hadn't done anything. I just think that guy, he's talented. Oh, he's very talented. Don't get me wrong, explosive. I, and I, I drafted him in the beginning of the year, so I'm I'm hating on this guy right now. <laughs> it took him an entire season to get going, but I'm glad. It, Still, it you're not out. starting Tyler Lockett oh, no. this year. This is more of a next year play. Yeah. Tyler Lockett, maybe next year's the year he finally comes yeah. breaks out. We keep going through the list. Jordy Nelson was three, so that's fine. Everyone, fourth highest scoring wide receiver was Albert Wilson from Kansas City, and it all happened off of a fake punt. Which you, Albert who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fake. The Kansas City did a fake punt, and Albert Wilson ran it in fifty-five yards for a touchdown. That's why he's on this list. That's he also hysterical. had four catches for forty-eight yards. Uh, but please, if you, if you if you started Albert Wilson, yeah, I want to hear about it. Yeah, let please, us know. Okay, we, 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 we will let you know. Brandon LaFell was the fifth. That one is very surprising to me, and that I'm wondering if that is 
Is that a sign? Like, is that who Dalton feels well, secure Boyd, throwing to? Boyd had 60-some yards again. I kind of think where that's where yeah, Boyd is. I feel like that's, I mean, that's solid production, maybe. But it is LaFell, is he startable? Next week against Cleveland? Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> I think so. Is he startable? Not against Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but next, all you, it's playoff yeah, time. You don't think of anything but next week. We're, I'm, I'm really, actually, that'll be interesting. We'll get into that in a couple of days when we do our ranking show yep. of where he falls. Yeah. Because I'm really going to have to take it's, a, a it's hard look strange. at that. He did seven targets, and he got, he's getting a lot of touchdowns this year. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, he's a definitely a red zone threat. Shoot. And just the fact that Dalton likes to throw it to him. I mean, yep. really, who who's he battling? I mean, without... You know, without Geo in the backfield, who he liked to dump it off to, and without Green, I mean, you have Boyd, LaFell, or Eifert. Yep. So, I mean, someone's got to catch it, and I, I thought maybe it would go more towards Eifert, which has been doing well as, you know, also. Yep. But it looks like LaFell might yeah. be the guy. Boyd had four catches, but that's about what I think he's going to do. He's too young. He's, his rookie yeah. receivers don't usually, aren't usually that great. And, yeah, and, we've been spoiled with them, so don't get your hopes well, up too and much. And some of the other guys, Ted Ginn was the sixth. Yeah, he got a bomb touchdown from yeah. Newton. Then he got Dez and Crabtree. Which Crabtree, those you know, he, he always comes back with solid games. Kenny Britt up there, but he only did it off two catches. He's but he got he's actually <laughs> been look. He, yep. His numbers look much better than uh, you know if you look at like his targets and catches and all that. You would think that he's not putting up anything, but he's been just a red zone well, magnet. Right just <laughs> it's just random. Chicago likes to just mess with us here. I'm getting so sick of Chicago. Like Marquise Wilson last week, and Cameron Meredith before this week. It's Joshua Bellamy, four catches for 93 yards. <laughs> like he's up on this. I'm like what? What is Chicago doing? They're just Jameson Crowder though. Three catches, 42 yards. Only Buddy got a touchdown, Crowder so he got his 10.2 again. That is what Crowder does yeah, every like Crowder week. man. He is. That is what he bank. does. That money is what bank. he does. It is just. It's so consistent. Every every single time. It's. You know who else is very consistent as well? Rashard Matthews. Yeah, and he's coming. He, you know, he'll be off the bye this week. Yeah, I and mean, that's why he's going to come back, and he's going against Denver. But he has—he's been—he's one of those guys. The just, amount of touchdowns this guy is catching. Yeah, he is a very, very sneaky play. Yep. And I'm very, very interested in seeing where people rank him as well because he's not really a name, and he's one of those guys I feel is right, is kind of up there with Crowder almost. Which the amount of production he's getting, he is. He's that. He's that type of guy, and people just. He's one of those guys that you just don't. No one's excited about him, but he seems to. He gets you. He has a floor. Seems like he's gonna get some catches. He might get a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he has seven touchdowns in the last eight games. Yeah, I mean, what is that? When you get to that point, it's not a fluke. It's not a fluke. It's um, Mariota. I mean, he goes with Mariota. Mariota's playing very tough. Tough matchup this week. Yeah, Denver is a a, a, that's kind of a risky play. But if you have him against, and then the week after, if you're in the playoffs, KC. Well, then I just want to. I don't. I just saw this name, and I just want to rant a little bit. How much I hate Mike Gillisley. I'm I'm a Lashawn McCoy (laughs) owner, and. Why is Mike Gillisley getting all those goal line touchdowns? Mike Gillisley, two goal line touchdowns, sixteen point nine points. I gotta, just got to sit in McCoy's body. Man, <laughs> I'm frustrated. That frustrated me. <laughs> man, it's just if you're a McCoy owner, you better have Gillisley on your team. If I, I don't, so he's still only twenty five point four percent owned. Go get him. <laughs> he's gonna get goal line work too. It's that's ridiculous to me. Then no, David Johnson, twenty nine point five points again. 
just we don't even talk about David Johnson in this on this podcast because well, he's just so good. What do you, what are we gonna say? David Johnson and Kila Elliott, and like, I feel like Bell is back to that kind of production. Well, yeah, Melvin Gordon too. We don't even bring him up anymore. Nineteen point no. eight again. It's just that's just it's so consistent, it's, it's so good, it's unbelievable. It's it's ridiculous. I'm looking at David Johnson right now. The last these are David Johnson's last four games. He went 28, 29.5. <laughs> David Johnson only has two games this year below 14.3, and those were 10.4 and 10.8. That is unreal. It is. I mean, he has seven games of his – seven of his 12 games are above 20 points. I mean, if you're in an auction draft with a $200 budget next year and he's out there, shoot, I'd go up to $80 on this guy. It almost feels like he's that good. He He's worth. I mean, that's worth two players. Hey, that, that's just unreal. We don't we don't talk about these guys enough because they're just so good. Even Zeke on a down week, twenty carries, eighty six yards, no. and, and a touchdown, sixteen point five. And, 16.5. and he's, he was on a bye too, obviously. But Demarco Murray is. You yep. know, you have you have five guys that are just no brainers. They score every single. Yeah, week. Johnson, Elliott, Bell, Demarco Murray, and what Gordon. And then those two guys yeah. have been great. And then uh, LeSean McCoy is the other one. So there's one really like a six. There's like six guys right there who are just so good right now. Oh yeah, they're unbelievable. And that's pretty much it. You don't want. No, and it's so <laughs> it funny. Drops. It's so funny this year. I, I feel and these weren't necessarily the guys that everyone was no. uh, you know coveting early on. I mean David Johnson, easy. Both of them were big, but um, Gordon, everyone was down on. McCoy was up there, but he, you know, he was probably yep. like the tenth guy. Demarco Murray, everyone was down on. Yeah, Demarco Murray, people were way down on him. Yeah, and then even other people like Devontae Freeman, who's doing really well, uh, like Garrett Blunt, Forte. Everyone was kind of writing these guys off, and it's very interesting to get to the end of the year and realize yep. um, how it shifted. Obviously, there was a huge shift, and it was all wide receiver, and everyone was going four four wide when, with your flex spot, and now is come back where I feel so I just feel safer yep. using well, my running back you know crew well, that I a, have it's a good little preview because on tomorrow's episode I'm actually going to give you my top 10 players to draft for next year beautiful I'm going to give you my top 10 list this is, this is going to be the, this is the order of the first round I got that that perfect little preview for next Absolutely. for next episode I mean it won't be too surprising but just give you a little preview some of these people that maybe you're still listening and you're out of it so we've got to give you something to listen to yeah. so Otherwise, I'm why are you going to keep really, coming back? I'm very interested to hear <laughs> yeah. your early prediction. I yeah. want I want to see in your mind who you're targeting. Yep. <laughs> well, that's pretty much the recap I got. I mean, we got some. We could go over some of the crappy players, but you know what? They, also, I, I do want to <laughs> one quick thing. Yeah, and I just because we had talked about it, and we went on this huge tangent about how we prepare, and especially Craig yep. prepares for the playoffs. And I would like to have Craig tell you. How much his defense and kickers perform, which is why he's yeah. going to win this week and why he's going to be in the playoffs. Oh man, I, which makes me. And the defense sick. didn't even do; they were just okay. Seahawks got me eight points, eight solid points. But Stephen Hauschka, sixteen points last night, sixteen, and that's why I'm going to. That's why I'm going to the second round. So the between round. the two positions that no one cares about, twenty four, <laughs> twenty four points. points, especially in a week where quarterbacks well, did not score. That's, and that's the difference. There's, there's just one thing: if the, my opponent. The Chiefs' defense has been really good all year. But they were going against Atlanta, and he still kept him in the lineup. They end up getting him a, re- a pick six and then the, p- the pick two. So he got lucky with those two returns. I really think so. Because Atlanta was scoring points and stuff. I just feel like you had – I mean, it, Seattle didn't do anything with that for me last night, and they still got eight points. If they would have gotten touchdowns, it would have been even better. I think you need to get a defense that's going to get you a baseline of – 
like six to eight points without the, the touchdowns. That's where you need yeah. to be. And he got, you know, he went with the Chiefs D against the, I hate going it with a good defense, or that it's even a good defense, but against a really good offense. It's just, don't like doing it. And we'll get more into this when we hit up the rankings, but it, it's one of those that you have to look how they've been performing. Because I, I feel like some people are going to fall into this trap where they look at how a defense is ranked and aren't playing how hot they have been in the last four or five games. Yep. Because I, I feel like there's a big difference. Well, and you could fall into that because you actually have the Seahawks, don't you? I do. Are how are you going to handle that now that their you know their star defensive player went and down? That, it, it makes me a little bit more nervous, especially against Green Bay. It's I got to look into it a little more before I make that final decision. But actually looking through the defenses, they are still probably one of the top defensive plays this week. Their the options they, are great. Uh, no, I have, they, they have a good matchup. I have. I mean, there's there's a couple options out there. You picked up one of them, the Bengals. All right. I did. There's a, there's a, <laughs> if ever in doubt, go against Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring up some more when we get to the ranks. But there's there are a couple options out there. But I still don't think, like for my sake, I don't think there's somebody better than the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are still playing them. Yeah. It's, and, and after that, and it was kind of funny too because it was after we had talked about it. And Craig had mentioned the Bengals against Cleveland, so yep. I went. I went ahead. <laughs> actually, it was weeks ago, and I picked them up for the playoffs because they had in, a great week this week. Yeah, actually. and I was in such a good position to do that. Yep. So I picked them up early. So we do practice what we preach. But yep. I just wanted to say that as soon as I saw that last night, where you got twenty four <laughs> points. I'm telling you, so many times I've won off defense and kicker, and it's not, it's something people overlook way too much. I mean, especially even if you just get say ten out of those two positions, which yep. wouldn't be a you know wouldn't be the worst yep. thing ever. That's 14 points, and all of a sudden, Moncrief only has to get, what, 11? That yeah. where we're at? 11 points yeah. to beat you. It, that's a totally different game right yeah. there. Well, let's move on to some of the injuries. We brought up last week Gronkowski. He had a back injury, and now he's officially had surgeries on IR for the year. So that's a tough one for all those Gronk yeah. owners. Earl Thomas, we brought him up, too. He has a lower leg fracture, so he's out for the year. Could downgrade the Seahawks' defense a little bit. It's hard to say until we actually see it. That's the problem. So, I mean, he got injured in the first half last night, and Seahawks still only gave up seven points, but that could just be because Carolina is terrible now and has just basically given up. Cam Newton's back to his old Cam Newton before the 15-1 season. And they even benched him for not wearing a tie. Like, <laughs> There's more going on there. I, I has to be. There has to be more Carolina, going on. But I'm still clear of that. <laughs> Some others. Julio Jones. They said it was a lower body injury. I think I end up hearing it could be turf toe possibly, but he's going to play through it. He's injured, I think, every week. There's a new injury for Julio Jones. He still gets it done, though. Yeah. So what are you going to do? This is a guy. No one's playing him, but Cecil Shorts. Towards ACL is MCL is PCL and dislocated his knee. That is doesn't that just oh, that's just I makes me cringe. I don't think I've heard of a worse knee injury than that. And oh. like like when I can't remember a worse one. I actually I'm watched that. Pretty one. sure the only the only injury worse than that is if his leg really yeah. got yeah. rough. Yeah, that was that's rough. I watched that one happen. It, they oh. went low because that's I mean everyone's trying to avoid going to the head. So that's what happens, I guess. It's it was rough, and it's feel bad for Cecil Shorts. Not it's not really fantasy wise. No one's really oh, playing him, but and you wonder about Cecil Shorts too. He's been around. That for could a while. that's that, probably. That's a, that's I feel a, like that's it. Yeah, I feel like that's his career. career ender, right? that's, that's unfortunate. It's really rough. No, um, those are some minor ones. Capri Bibbs, an ankle injury. He's now on IR. So if you had him maybe on your team to as a handcuff to Devonte Booker, you're gonna have to go out and look for somebody else now at this point. Um, not many people probably have Capri, Capri Bibbs, but he actually had a decent game, about 50 yards before his injury. There really wasn't too many other major injuries. 
Thomas Rawls, as we said earlier, left with a concussion. Possibly, it wasn't actually a concussion. They checked him for it. Lamar Miller left the game at one point. He still came back and had a, only a 14 for 22. So there's not really many other major injuries coming out of this no. week. I mean, that, the two I want to know about, and I, I don't know if they've already been cleared or not, but is, uh, and two guys that could potentially start for people is Marvin Jones and obviously Reed. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah both of them are... And most of them, they seem like bizarre injuries to me. Like, yep. Reed is always hurt, so it's not that big of a deal. But, I mean, if you're... he's Now, now that you're in the playoffs, you kind of need to bank on the fact that he's going to play or not. Yep. And then Marvin Jones has been so terrible of late that I'm not sure if it'll matter, but... That's another one. I'm not exactly sure what was wrong with him, and no, and that's and how long he's going to be out. I feel like he. I feel like he's going to be back next week. It didn't seem like something that was, you know, terribly serious. But Jordan Reed, no, I'm a they, little more worried about Jordan Reed. Yeah. I don't. And Jordan Reed's not injury prone. He's always injured. Him and Grant, yeah. both those top tight ends. But well, I mean, really, I mean, you're hoping that's just not. I mean, you know concussion protocol or something for Reed because that's that's he's always getting in trouble with that but even back to Jones too they they said it was a thigh injury yeah. which is I don't know what, maybe he's I, been dealing with this injury for about the last six weeks oh, that would and he only needs a week to recover from yeah, it yeah I feel like I feel like that's maybe maybe that's why he's been so poor lately it's playing yeah decoy out there <laughs> I mean it's hard, tough to say but that's pretty much it for injury news I think that's it for the week 13 to cap show we'll be back with on tomorrow's episode over some of the waivers, which yeah, there's maybe a couple guys out there. It's not not too pretty this time of season, but there'll be a couple guys. We'll go over that with some other things as well. And then that's pretty much it. You know, go check out fantasyfootballprofit.com. Ask us some questions on at the, the FF Profit on Twitter. I'm always trying to answer as many questions as possible. And until then, we will see you guys tomorrow. 